You're listening to Called the Homeschooled, episode number 176, part four, tips to stop yelling. Are you feeling the call to homeschool and you're not sure what to do? Or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would. My name is Megan Thomas and I'm a certified life coach a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? All right, welcome back to another week where we are still talking about not yelling at your kids. I hope you guys are enjoying these tips. I've been watching um, just how many people are listening to these and sharing these. And I appreciate that so much because I really am on a revolution, a mission to create a revolution. That's what I meant to say of just helping people have awesome families and it's so obtainable. And so, um, anybody can do it. And not only have I done it myself and created a space where we're thriving and having a good time, but also my clients are, and it's awesome to see the growth of that is possible, right? So it's not just like, oh, I was some special magical unicorn that I was able to figure this out. No, I have a step-by-step process so anybody can do it, right? What I wanted to start with before I get into tip number four is just a reminder of why, part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this, right? And I've shared before about my own experience of being yelled at as a kid, right? And like, I'm never going to do this to my own kids. And then I have kids and I saw, oh, it's really easy to yell at your kids. And nobody really cares except your kids. If you yell at your kids and you don't get shunned from society, nobody ostracizes you, right? Like nobody gets mad at you for doing this. And so um, just kind of overcoming some of those things on my, myself and wanting to build amazing relationships with my children and then create a fun functioning homeschool, all those things. But I was coaching a team the other day, and this has been a really interesting dynamic that I've been coaching, and I actually really, really love it. So I started coaching with mom, and then I started coaching teen, and now I've been coaching dad, mom, and teen. And sometimes it's just mom, sometimes it's mom and dad, sometimes it's dad, and then the teen is always by himself. And it takes sometimes for a teen to start feeling comfortable enough to open up and really start sharing what's on their heart, right? So we've been working together probably for over a month now. And last week, this teen opened up a little bit about maybe some fears he has and things like that. And uh, it was interesting because this family, they struggle with fighting and they there's a lot of yelling and fighting going on in the house. And so the parents had given me their version when I coached with them. And then the next day I got to coach with the teen and I got to hear his version. And it's so interesting to hear a teen's heartbreaking because he says, it's my fault. Everything's my fault. My parents um, fight because of me. If I could be better, um, then, then they would quit fighting. Um, I try so hard to be good but then they, they yell at me. And so then I'm like, well, why, what's the point? I sit and try to be good. You never notice it. You just yell at me no matter what I do, what I don't do. And so like, I keep trying, but like, what's the point? And I'm stuck in this spot and I'm just, I'm really bad. Then even had somebody said, you know, if your parents get divorced, it's your fault because you have been so difficult to work with and all those things. And this kid was just near tears. Kid, he's a teen. Was near tears the whole time 
talking about, I'm just so bad. I'm a bad person. And it just (laughs) helped me to remember why I'm so passionate about what I do. Because yes, when you see like you yell at your kids and you feel bad and maybe your kids are like, oh, watch out for mom or, or they're, they're pulled a little bit away from you, but maybe you don't see this side. Maybe you don't see the side that I get to see that we're teens and, um, just because I don't coach little kids, right? Where teens are like, I'm a bad person. I'm I'm no good. If I were good, a good person, my parents wouldn't yell at me. Um, I try to do what's right. They don't listen to me. And so I just have to take it, but then I get sick of taking it. And so I yell back, right? And it's just creating this, this really unhealthy, unhappy environment. And it's been so neat to get to work with this family because I get to work with the parents separately and then the child separately so that they can all learn skills of how to start getting along, how to communicate without yelling at one another. But I wish I could have just showed with shared with you part of um, his session uh, just so you could see the heartbreak in his eyes and hear the sadness in his voice of what yelling at your kids actually does to them and how much of a disconnect it continues to create. And they're always frustrated at him. He's always frustrated too. Like, I don't know what to do. Sometimes I can do this and you don't care. Sometimes I do this and I get yelled at, right? Like, I don't know what environment I'm going to be walking into. And so then you have kids in the state of high stress. Is mom and dad going to be mad at me? Are they not going to be mad at me? Are they going to yell? And what happens is you start getting to the teenage years is a teen will go two directions when you continue to yell at them. A teen will either become a people pleaser and maybe you are a people pleaser. Uh, see a lot of awesome people pleasers out there. Like I'm in charge of the house's emotion. So I'm going to try to be perfect. I'm going to try to control everybody's mood and all those types of things. So mom and dad can feel amazing and, and we can all get along. And eventually people pleasers start feeling resentful or um, walked over, not respected. Um, maybe I don't know, just like they, they feel like they're a pushover and that nobody listens to them or cares about them or to those types of things, right? So it doesn't give them an awesome high quality of life. So that's one route that happens. The other route is the rebellious teen, right? And so that's what these parents are like. This kid is so rebellious, but you have to look at what was happening before that, right? It's not like, so if, let's say I gained a lot of weight. Let's say I hit 200 pounds and not willing, like what happened? Why all of a sudden are my clothes not fitting at all? And then not looking at the past several years where I was eating donuts every day and takeout for every meal and just being shocked when I wake up one morning, like, why am I heavy? This, this isn't right. I shouldn't weigh this much. Right. And so the same I do with your teen, like, why are they being rebellious? before I could yell and you would just get back in line or you would go do the thing I want you to go do. And now all of a sudden you're giving me guff. Like, I don't even know if that's a word you're giving me grief. Um, like what's going on. It's, and so that's what happens is they start rebelling. Like it doesn't matter what I do. I, I clean my room and you come in and you yell at me anyway. So forget you. And I'm not going to do it anyway. I do my math and you find five things that could have been better with it. Or I write a paper and you critique it all out and tell me how my handwriting's terrible. I don't punctuate correctly. I'm a terrible writer. So guess what? I'm not going to write anymore because I'm so tired of it. So like parents become so shocked 
that their teen wants nothing to do with them and becomes rebellious in this teenage years and thinks, oh, I got to fix my teen and change my teen and I got to drive these things in harder. And all it does is pushing the teen away further. So teen years can be fun. At one point I had five teenagers and I loved it. I love teens. They just need to be respected and treated. I mean, treated like you want to be treated, right? And you can still parent them. It doesn't mean that you go to like, do whatever you want. There's a medium ground, right? I can still parent my teens. Um, I can be okay with my teens think I'm dumb sometimes when I have to parent them and all those types of things, but I can do it from the space of respecting them. So that's just a little thing for you to think of, of what really are the consequences of your yelling more than just feeling bad because most of the moms I talk to, they yell and then they feel really bad. But there are even bigger consequences that maybe you're not seeing right now, but as you continue this behavior over years, you may not like what's at the end of the road. So that's why I am so darn passionate about the way you speak to your kids and how you can have an amazing family because the world needs more good and the world needs more light. So why not start it in our own home? So today's tip is actually what you can do instead, right? So we've been talking about ways to not yell, but a lot of times when we take something out, what can we replace it with? So tip number four, and if you don't haven't learned all, heard all the tips, go back through the last few weeks, and I've been doing a tip a week from my um, No Yelling webinar. And if you want to watch the whole webinar, you can actually go to my No Yelling, my free No Yelling Facebook group, and you can find that link on my website, coachmegthomas.com, link on my Instagram, all those things. And you can actually go in and watch the whole um, webinar on there. Um, so this is just a breakdown of that. So tip number four. What are your kids doing right? So much energy into the house is devoted to correcting weaknesses. Statistics say about 85% of your energy is used to that, is to correct. So we only have so much energy. Like I think of um, one time I was talking to a mom and she was like, "That you are talking about putting so much energy into being positive and to doing all these things. I thought, what's the alternative? The alternative is is putting your energy into pointing out what your kid is doing wrong. And then you have to put in more energy because now you're fighting with your kid. But instead, if I put my energy into point out what my kid is doing right, I get to just kind of ride that wave. And I don't have to have fights and arguments with my teens or younger kids, right? I don't have to deal with the tears and the guilt and um, all the things that come with it. As I put my energy into the best way possible into my home, I'm going to see the best results, right? So looking at your own self and saying, where am I putting my energy? Am I putting my energy into pointing out what are people doing wrong? Or am I putting my energy into what are my children doing right? Now, I will be the first to admit that this is not natural for me. I think one of my gifts is having a very critical brain. And I think uh, my ability to be critical can be a beautiful gift. I can walk into a room and I can just tell what's off. I can tell how to make something fit. When um, I'm coaching and you're like, your homeschool's off, I can see what needs to be fixed in order to um, get it flowing again, right? And so it's really awesome. It's actually super helpful with coaching, right? There's, I can see what's not working, what's off. 
on the flip side, <laughs> I can see when my kids do a clean their room and I can see all the things that I think they don't did not do a good job on. I can walk into the kitchen and I can see all the things I think they did wrong with washing the dishes, um, putting dishes away. Okay, great. Like you did the dishes, but you didn't sweep the floor or okay, you did this, but you didn't do the stainless steel or wiping cabinets down. Right. And so I get it. This is something actually what I'm doing for this no yelling uh, challenge, this no yelling boot camp is I will be working on pointing out more of what my kids are doing right. Instead of coming into their room and saying, oh my goodness, friends, is this our first time? Did we even look under our beds? Right now, it doesn't mean I can't teach. And that's what people think like, okay, so I just can't say anything. No, please <laughs> quit jumping to the extremes, right? But you can come in into their rooms and say, oh my goodness, you made your bed. That's awesome. I noticed you put your shoes into the closet. That's fantastic. Hey, let's go ahead. I'm going to help you do a few other things. I'm just going to teach you how to do these things. Not a big deal. And I'm going to help you with them because we, we do need to teach, but we don't need to come in with, um, with the guns out blazing and just like, let me tell you how you're horrible. What, what a bad job you did. Right. I can come in and say, here's all the things you did right. I think I talked about this maybe in a few episodes ago about putting yourself in this situation and maybe your spouse comes home and can you imagine, and maybe because my spouse is a positive guy, he's worked really, really hard on being a positive fellow. And he really is. He's really great. So if you have a spouse like this, you can probably commiserate if this is how your spouse treats you. So let's say your spouse comes home and points out everything you are doing wrong in his opinion, her, her opinion, whatever, and um, comes home and it was like, oh my goodness. Did you do anything today? Looks like we're still in sweats. Uh, have you not showered? Because you stink. That's disgusting, right? Um, did you get on your phone? Were you watching a movie? Just sit around all day? Is it honestly no dinner for us? I'm starving and you have no dinner for us. Or we're eating cereal? This is ridiculous. Tell me how much you would appreciate that spouse. Tell me how much you would want to be with them right? So if your spouse came home and was like, you didn't even shower today. And you could be like, well, like we have a new baby and I'm tired and I'm exhausted. And like, but the kids are all alive, right? And you're like, but here's all the other good things I did. And our kids are feeling the exact same way. Um, <laughs> because showering is actually an issue. I hear quite a bit, like my teen is so gross and they won't shower. But like sometimes mom doesn't even shower. Right. And we think, well, like they're gross. They have all this time, but then we give ourselves mercy, but not them right? So we're going to start giving them a lot more grace and start pointing out what are they doing right? Now, this may be hard for your brain to do at first because it may be trained to look for what they have done wrong. So you're just going to start putting in your energy of what to focus on. Your brain will focus on whatever you tell it to focus on, right? So if you are come in and you're like, okay, and honestly, it might be a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Autopilot of like you've trained your brain to come in and find everything wrong. And so you're going to have to override that and start training your brain to find what did my kids do right? So if you're doing school with them, what did they do awesome with their school? What was amazing? Did they um, sit quietly while I was reading aloud? How often do we ignore those moments, right? So as soon as they jumped up and get loud and noisy, we may be like, hey, sit down, I'm reading. Or do we ever notice when they're sitting quietly and say, you guys are the best. It is so nice when I read to you that you're just sitting here. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Um, their handwriting. Handwriting is a big one. 
do you notice it's super sloppy? Like, are you even trying? Can you slow down a little bit? Are you like, hey, I know you don't enjoy handwriting. And here you go, you're doing it. I appreciate that. You're a hard worker. You know how to persevere when things aren't fun or difficult. You're amazing. What a neat thing about you, right? You can think about this in ways of taking a screenshot of moments and literally telling them the play-by-play of why they're amazing, right? So um, they put their dishes in the sink. You don't have to say, well, they didn't wash it. Okay, we can teach later. But you can start putting in your energy of like, thank you for clearing your dishes. You're so amazing. How much energy are you putting into, like, you didn't do your schoolwork, but do you ever put into energy into telling them thank you when they do do their schoolwork? Energy into um, that they cuddled up to you. Thank you. I love your hugs. They're the, they're the best. They're wonderful, right? Do you get excited when you see them, right? Do you see, like, think about that when, if you have a dog and... Uh, I think about, we do have a dog and he's in in the house now. (laughs) It's not my favorite. He's a, how much does he weigh? I don't know, between 130 and 150 pound giant Newfoundland. And when somebody comes in, he is so excited to see you. And he doesn't care if he hasn't seen you for a couple of days and, and maybe you forgot to feed him. They didn't, but like maybe whatever, you haven't talked to him a whole lot. And that dog is excited to see you every time. Can you imagine that same thing with your kids? when they wake up in the morning and it's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're awake. I'm so glad you're here. I love seeing your, your wonderful face. Uh, they come home from something or you come home from something like, Oh, our house is just better with you here. I love it. I love the energy and the spirit you bring into our home. Can you imagine someone saying that to you? Like, think about that. If, uh, like a, a nice parent or a grandparent or something like that, every time you go visit them, like, Oh, it's you. And you're wonderful. And I'm so glad you're here. I love it every time you come versus, oh, gag, you're here. Ugh, I don't have to deal with this. You wouldn't want to go, right? And so it's so interesting. Like, start noticing what are the things you're saying to your kids? Are you telling them what are they doing right? And are you excited to see them? Or are you telling them what they do wrong? And like, I can't stand you. You honestly, you drive me crazy. I can't even deal with this right now because you're so annoying, right? And Think about those actions and what is the path that it puts you on? Do you like what's at the end of that path? So if every time I see my kid, I'm like, oh, you, you are amazing. And I love you. I'm so glad you're awake. It's so great to see you. Then we go throughout the day, right? And I'm like, thank you for doing your schoolwork. Thank you for following our rules of our family. I noticed you were really frustrated right now and you want to hit your brother and you didn't. Holy cow, you have so much self-control. That's an impressive skill, my friend. Can you imagine what's at the end of that road? The relationships that you get to have with your children, the ability to work with them. So often people will ask me, how do I get my teens to listen? How do I get my teens to do the things that I've asked? This, this is my magic skill. If you're looking for the magic skill, this is what it is. It's to point out what they do right, because whatever you water will grow. People change when they feel good. And as you continue to see the good in them, point out the good in them, just light up when you see them, they start craving that positive attention and they want to give you more of it. So it's not in this manipulative way, like, okay, I'm going to be nice to you. So you'll go clean your stinking room. But this genuine, I just love you. I'm glad you're alive. 
because your existence makes my life better kind of way. And you can see when you see somebody treating somebody else like that, they're just like, I'll do whatever you need. I'll drop anything for you. I will come help you in a heartbeat. And that's, that's the secret sauce of having your kids listen to you, being able to compromise with them, being able to figure out, um, consequences to choices, right? Like if they are repeatedly late and getting curious and just talking to them, like, think about this. If let's, so let's put that in an example, like your kid comes home late, you said be home by nine o'clock and they came home at nine 30. And instead of yelling and freaking out and being all angry, like they're so disrespectful, they're so rude or whatever. And just got curious and just said, Hey friend, welcome home. I missed you. Like, I actually was kind of worried that you were, you were late. Is everything okay? Um, any car trouble, anything going on. And it's like, mom, honestly, I, I forgot I, whatever. And if it starts happening repeatedly, like, Hey, we're out, like, I don't, something's off. So I think maybe, what do you think that maybe you should stay home for a little bit until you can kind of figure out curfew and being home when I'm asking you to be home or, or what do you think? And then, then you can work together. And a teen is much more, um, willing to work with you when that's the type of relationship you have with them. So one last thing and one last idea of something you can do to really help if you're not quite sure how to compliment your kids or how to find something good about them and you're feeling stuck. There's a couple things you could do, right? You can, you can journal about this and start saying, okay, we're going to dig deep. We're going to go, we're going to think over the last six months or a month or whatever, and think of what are some of the things my kid has done good? What have they done right Okay. I can start looking for those things, maybe journaling some of those things. You could start, um, if you aren't ready to catch it in the moment yet, write it that night. Like, okay, kid number one, what did he do awesome today? Oh, he went and, um, walked the dog this morning. He's so awesome. I can tell him thank you tomorrow because maybe I'm not, I haven't, I'm not catching it yet. So writing something down like, Hey, you helped. I'm trying to think of my own kids, what they did today. Um, my Briggy watched George for me for a little bit today. Like, Hey, that was awesome that you watched your brother today and you just got along. Thank you so much. Um, some of my kids weren't out to classes today. So to say, you're so awesome that you got up and got yourself ready. Right. So maybe in that moment, I'm not saying anything, but I could write it that night and then just tell them the next day, like, Hey, here's some of the cool things you did. And then an idea I really like from Christlike Parenting by Dr. Glenn Latham, he talks about looking for a list of basic moral values you want your children to learn and practice and write it down so that you are very intentional what you are looking for. So you could write down kindness, honesty, civility, humility, whatever it is, and start looking for that specific thing and start complimenting them on it. And it was interesting because I had a story that one of my kids did not take initiative. Like, holy cow, this kid has to be told what to do every single time. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to look for this kid taking initiative and I'm going to point that out. So as I did this, I found that this kid took initiative all the time, saw trash outside and just went and threw it away. Like, oh my gosh, you are so amazing at taking initiative. Everybody else walked past the trash. Maybe I walked past the trash. Like somebody else will get it. (laughs) Anybody else ever done that? Um, and and you were just so great at taking initiative. Uh, maybe my little guy was having a meltdown and a big kid went in and took initiative to go play with him. Like, Hey, let's go outside. Let's go play. Let's go jump on the trampoline. Say, thank you for taking initiative and helping him when he was having a hard time. You're so great at taking initiative. This is such a simple step, but it can make all the difference.
So that is our tip number four. Look what your kids are doing right and what a change that this will make in your home. If you are wanting extra help and want to really kick the habit of yelling, you have to come and join me in this year's No Yelling Boot Camp. The kickoff will be September 28th and the um, boot camp will begin October 1st. You'll get a private Facebook group, um, access to me, videos each week, coaching calls to help you really become the type of person who doesn't even desire to yell anymore. And I would love to have you in there and love to help you in your process of creating the family of your dreams. All right, friends, I love you. And I'll talk to you next week with the very final tip. Have a good one. Are you ready to take the concepts learned on this podcast to the next level? Then I invite you to join Mama's Members, a place where I will help you succeed in your family and homeschool beyond what you thought was possible. You will have access to hours of content, a place to ask questions, and weekly coaching calls to help you be the amazing homeschool mom you are called to be. To sign up, go to www.coachmegthomas.com join. I can't wait to see you there.